Good morning. It's been quite a fight. But in the end, we've known where this is going since last month. Last night, supervisors voted to allow a data center complex on the banks of Goose Creek. For Friday, January 19th, it's your Loudon Now Morning Minute. You and thousands of other people listen to the Morning Minute every day. It's trusted, it's personal, and you take it with you wherever you go. So if you've got a business, why not advertise on the Morning Minute and reach the thousands of people listening right alongside you wherever they are? Get in touch at loudonnow.com advertise or email us at sales at loudonnow.com. That's loudonnow.com advertise or sales at loudonnow.com. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. In a narrow, contentious, and hotly protested vote, supervisors have approved plans for a 750,000-square-foot data center complex on 106 undeveloped acres between Sicklin Road, the Dulles Greenway, and Goose Creek. The application has been vehemently opposed by the four supervisors whose districts border or include that parcel. Supervisors Gary Higgins, Ralph Bona, Tony Buffington, and Chair Phyllis Randall, and by hundreds of Loudoners who wrote emails, called, and showed up to board meetings. And it remained a contentious issue throughout the meeting last night, where Loudoners overflowed the board's newly established limits on public input at business meetings. Some of those people had to go on a waiting list. Many of them are concerned about the dangers of having an industrial facility on Goose Creek upstream from a source of drinking water for Loudoun Water. Yes, the the tax revenue would help fund our children's education in our fast-growing school system. But at what cost to our environment? Will our children pay with their health? We can't drink money and we can't breathe it either. That was Sherry Conca and Maria Gianferrari. We cannot and should not put price tags on either rare ecosystems or watersheds that are sources of public drinking water. Both of those things are irreplaceable, but data centers are not, so I urge you to vote no. Thank you. Proponents of this project argue it is projected to bring in as much as $23 million in tax revenue when it reaches full build-out, and that it will be less harmful to the environment than the 10 homes, one per 10 acres, that could be built on the property without the county's approval. The biggest problem with the debate has been that it is a debate about this project versus nothing, versus the status quo, and that's not reality. Reality is that this site will get clear-cut and this site will get developed, and it's a question for the board to decide whether this is a better use than what some of the other uses that are going to get used on the site would be. That was Supervisor Matt Letourneau, one of the five supervisors who voted in favor of this project. The applicant has agreed to cap the maximum height of the buildings along Sicklin Road to 27 feet, give the county a one-time $81,500 payout for a scholarship, and to plant trees and landscaping at the edge of the property to help screen the data center complex from the road. The application also comes with commitments to stormwater mitigation and other environmental considerations, such as an underground filtration system to clean runoff before it leaves the property into the stream. Still, the people who don't like this application dismiss the idea that a data center complex like this could be less harmful to the stream and environment than those 10 homes. 
They've also worried that allowing a data center on that property across the Dulles Greenway from other industrial projects in the transition policy area will open the floodgates to more heavy commercial development in that area, bringing it one more step closer to the rural west. Bona said he has already received emails from people with property along Goose Creek supporting the application because they, too, would like to sell their property to a data center developer. He said, we don't need the money, and this is about greed over common sense. This board is up for re-election in October 2019. You draw your own conclusions when we do the roll call vote. And Buffington raised the specter of a debate that has been around at least since the construction boom first began in Loudoun. It's votes and decisions like this that make me seriously consider whether or not we need a western Loudoun County separate from Loudoun County. Go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. In other news, and speaking of technology, Loudoun County seems to be on the short list for Amazon's new HQ2 and the $5 billion of investment and 50,000 jobs Amazon says will come with it. Amazon HQ2 will be Amazon's second headquarters in North America. On top of that direct investment in the new campus and the jobs there, it's expected that the ongoing business at the campus would create tens of thousands more jobs and tens of billions of dollars in more investment in the community around it, wherever it ends up landing. So, nearly every major market in the U.S., and a fair number of small markets too, submitted proposals for the new campus. The company got 238 proposals in total. They've whittled that down to 20 finalists, one of which is Northern Virginia, including an application by Loudoun and Fairfax. Loudoun and Fairfax collaborated with developer Open Rebbies to submit a proposal apparently for a property known as The Hub, an 85-acre undeveloped site straddling the county border near Dulles Airport. The Board of Supervisors previously approved a rezoning there to allow for developing 3.5 million square feet of office space and 1,300 residential units. It's also adjacent to the Center for Innovative Technology, which was developed three decades ago during Governor Chuck Robb's administration. The state has said that's up for sale. And of course, there's a Metro Silver Line station under construction right next door. Transit is one of those things Amazon said it's looking for in a site when they announced the plans for a new headquarters. Buddy Reiser, the executive director of the Loudoun County Department of Economic Development, pointed out it's near Loudoun's data center alley, the largest and fastest growing data center market in the world and said it would be a fitting place for an e-commerce giant like Amazon. The D.C. area, in fact, is a crowded place as far as that short list goes. Montgomery County, Maryland, and the district both also made the first cut. Also on that list, Atlanta, Austin, Boston, Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Denver, Indianapolis, Los Angeles, Miami, Nashville, Newark, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Raleigh, and Toronto. This announcement comes on the same day that Apple announced plans to hire 20,000 more workers and establish another campus in the U.S., although they gave few details. And any other day, that probably would have been the headline. I wonder if Amazon somehow did that on purpose. Two teenagers have been arrested in connection with robberies at a shopping center in Sterling just before Christmas. The sheriff's office issued an alert on December 23rd after deputies were called to a place on South Sterling Boulevard where a witness reported seeing several men in an altercation, possibly involving a weapon. A man and his son were leaving a business when they were confronted by two people in a parking lot. One of the attackers threatened them with a weapon, possibly a box cutter, and demanded cash. The child screamed and the attackers fled. Deputies learned that earlier in the day, a teenager had been confronted by the same suspects. In that case, one of them may have displayed a gun in his waistband and demanded money. They took some cash off the victim. 
Yesterday, the sheriff's office announced that they have arrested Jordan K. McNally of Herndon and a juvenile from Centerville. They're charged with robbery and attempted robbery. McNally, who's 18, is also charged with contributing to the delinquency of a minor. And a winemaker from Loudoun won a gold medal at the San Francisco Chronicle Wine Competition. It's the biggest competition in the world solely for American wines. Maggie Malik of Maggie Malik Wine Caves in fact won four medals there. Gold for the 2015 Petit Verdor, silver for the 2016 Viognier and 2015 Merlot, and bronze for the 2014 Petit Verdot Reserve. Those were selected from among more than 7,000 wines submitted from 36 states. Maggie Malik Wine Caves was one of only 22 of Virginia's nearly 300 wineries to be selected. Esther Mobley, the wine, beer, and spirits editor for the San Francisco Chronicle, called the San Francisco Chronicle Wine Competition the definitive competition for American wines and said standing out there is an enormous accomplishment. This comes only a few months after Malik won double gold medals at the San Francisco International Wine Competition in July for her 2014 Tanat. That was also recognized as best of show for Tanat. Husband and wife team Maggie and Mark Malik are a good complement to each other. He grows the grapes and she makes the wine. They're both former Navy officers. Maggie is an aeronautical engineer and Mark is a retired commercial airline pilot. They got their start in winemaking when they bought a neglected Christmas tree farm in northern Loudoun. In 2001, they decided to repurpose the land and plant five acres of grapes. At first, they sold their grapes to other wineries, but over the course of a decade, they expanded their vineyards and selection of grapes, and in 2011, Maggie produced her first professional vintage. She bottled those wines in the summer of 2013 and opened the winery that fall. They're on 215 acres near Short Hill Mountain in Between the Hills Valley near Harpers Ferry National Park. The wine cave itself is a man-made structure under four feet of earth and grass, mimicking how wine was stored historically in natural underground caves. These days, they produce 10 to 15 varieties of wine. And with only a few days until Leesburg's next election, we here at Loudon Now are sponsoring a debate between the three candidates. Joshua Thiel, Gwen Pengel, and Neil Steinberg will all be at a forum Monday, January 29th at Lightfoot Restaurant. It's free to come in and hear from the candidates. Whichever of these three wins the special election on February 6th will fill out the remaining almost three years in Ken Reed's council term. He resigned from the council on December 1st, less than a year into his four-year term. Again, to see this forum, it's Monday, January 29th at Lightfoot Restaurant. Get the full story on this and all these stories over at loudonnow.com. On today's calendar, the first Cabin Fever Film Fest starts tonight at the Franklin Park Arts Center in Percival at 7 p.m. Go see a slate of short films, student productions, and vintage home movies all shot by Percival area residents. Tickets are 8 bucks a person, 35 for a family, and 5 bucks for Saturday. Jazz Trio String Theory will be playing Blend Coffee Bar in Ashburn again tonight at 7 p.m. And Louisiana Native's Cowboy Mouth will be returning to Tally Ho at 7 p.m. Get the details on these events and check out the rest of the events calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, send all your friends cupcakes with our logo on it to tell them how much you like it. I give you permission. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and it'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great weekend, and have a great day.